Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Doing good, Jason. Hope you are. I'm doing wonderful, Bill. I know it was a busy week for you. You were first week back from vacation as well as you had seminars this past Wednesday. So, uh, Absolutely. And uh, the vacation respites are very important. And, you know, one of the things I talk to my client caregivers about is the fact that when you have a loved one that um, is sick and needs care, uh, a lot of times the family simply focuses on the needs of that person. But the fact is, it's it's a two-way street. Families should focus as much on the needs of the caregiver as the loved one who needs the care, because uh, oftentimes it's the caregiver who's who really ends up suffering uh, from being overworked and stressed and financial concerns and the like. And and the fact is, caregivers need vacations; <laughs> they need respite. Uh, all of us do, and and so yeah, it was really nice being able to uh, rest and read books. I did have to mow the grass a couple times, but otherwise, uh, it, it really was uh, a pleasant week with good weather. Even though we had a hurricane come through, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know we were, we were very fortunate. We we breathed a sigh of relief because you know we had high winds and we had a little bit of rain, um, but we had very well, we, we, we really had no damage at all, no flooding, and uh, so all was, was well. And that really was, you know, during that, most of it was at night. Um, so, and even that particular day was, it wasn't a beach day for sure, it was iffy, but it was still a day you could get out and about, and, and the storm actually came through that night when you were going to be inside huddled in anyway, so no big deal. Well, anyway, to get to the real subject matter here, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that I don't talk enough about in our Medicaid or our long-term care webinar uh, has to do with one of the big issues that confronts a lot of families, and it's not necessarily families with with uh, you know, significant wealth. It's sometimes this kind of hits families that should be able to get on Medicaid very quickly because there's very little income and very few resources. Uh, and I mean, you'd be shocked. Okay, so what's the problem? Uh, and I hope people are listening to this because. Uh, it, it's an important issue that has to be cured before one can be eligible for Medicaid if and when that horrible crisis occurs called nursing care, where you know nobody wants to go to a nursing home, and that's a very legitimate concern. So, yes, anything that we can do to stay out of a nursing home is very, very important. However, there are times when there is absolutely no alternative to nursing care, and it's extraordinarily expensive. I mean, most folks have no 
idea until it hits them in the face that they're talking thousands of dollars a month, far more money than they've ever had to pay out ever for anything in their entire lifetime, and it hits them. Uh, and the bill is somewhere between $7,000 and $9,000 a month or more. And it's like, whoa, is, is the government going to step in and, and help us out here? And the answer is no, <laughs> not, unless, not unless you meet their tests. Uh, and their tests can be very tricky. Well, anyway, so what's the problem? The problem is with cash. Now, hear me, cash. Now, as we all know, cash is legal, it's proper, it's ethical to go to the bank and get a few hundred dollars a week or whatever and use it for whatever you want to use it for. But the problem is, is that for those folks who use cash, it creates a tremendous problem if and when you apply for Medicaid. Now you say, why is that? Well, okay, people have heard about the five-year look back. And those who've looked at it at all realize that the look back rule um, has to do with gifts, primarily gifts to children and grandchildren. In other words, the government doesn't want to give you Medicaid if you've given your property away, at least if you've given it away within five years. So uh, that your gifting history must be scrutinized by the Department of Social Services when uh, you apply for Medicaid. That's what the look-back rule is for, so that they can scrutinize all of your financial transactions to see what you've done with your money during the five years prior to needing nursing care and needing the government's help to pay for that care, and that's called Medicaid. Okay, so the the problem is is that there are a lot of folks out there who historically have wanted to use cash. Maybe it's because they didn't want the kids to know they were buying cigarettes or liquor or whatever, but. Uh, but the fact is, is that uh, a lot of folks have used cash their, through their lifetime. Uh, and the fact is, is that cash transactions are not transparent. In other words, you can't follow cash. We all know that. <laughs> okay. So, but, but the fact is, is that when someone has used cash, the Department of Social Services, when they are your, scrutinizing your five years of transactions, they will treat cash transactions as gifts to your children and grandchildren. In other words, you've got to prove that the cash was used for something other than gifts and that they were used for the person seeking assistance or the spouse. So, you know, if you have your, all of your, you know, if you have your ledger where you've, you, you can write down how all your cash is being spent, you know, this went to the grocery store, this went to the ABC store, this, <laughs> whatever, uh, th that's okay. If you can follow the cash and you can give them the ledger and the receipts and this sort of thing. And, of course, the other issue that comes 
in is that people just don't go directly to the nursing home. They get sick and they want to stay at home. And sometimes the family comes in and sometimes you pay for caregivers. And there are a lot of caregivers, particularly those who are independent, and guess how they want to be paid? (laughs) Well, oftentimes they want to be paid with cash. And, you know, the fact is, in a lot of families accommodate that, but the, there again is that you've got it's not transparent. It's going to be treated like a gift. So in essence, you got to get the caregivers to sign receipts and an affidavit that they've been, you know, providing care for your loved one and that you've been paying them X and and that they've received cash. Um, and so you got to have those receipts because bottom line, you got to prove where that cash is going. Now, obviously, I would tell anybody uh, who is a, a, a potential candidate for needing assistance if they should have the crisis of going to a nursing home, not use cash. You can use a debit card. You can use a credit card, which is paid. Uh, you can use a check. You can use electronic fund transfers to pay your bills. But stop using cash because the bottom line is for those folks who can't show that they have receipts and they can show where the money went, because the bottom line is DSS is not going to take your word for it. <laughs> you got to show them. And so stop using cash at that point in your life if you've used cash before. And those folks who refuse to stop using cash are are creating a nightmare for their children trying to get them on Medicaid or their spouse trying to get them on Medicaid, whatever it is. So uh, just remember that cash is not your friend when it comes to government assistance. They have to be able to see how you've used every penny of your money uh, for those five years prior to your application. This is one of uh, the many tips that would be available to you in Bill's webinars. If you missed the one from uh, this past Wednesday, be sure to register for the next set of seminars and webinars happening in August. Next set is happening on Wednesday, August 11th. All you have to do to sign up, it's free to do so, is go to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, and from there you can register for the sessions happening in August. Again, these cover many of the topics that Bill discusses often on this show, but the morning session deals with long-term care assistance and the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. They, again, are free to attend. Just go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button, or you can call the office 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is his website if you want to find more information. 
WGALaw.com. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we were just talking about the webinars that you do the second Wednesday of every month. We just had a set last week. And uh, in the morning session, the long-term care session, you also spent some time talking about VA benefits. I'm sure you could probably do a, a three-hour seminar and cover everything, but you do have to, you know. We could keep it uh, keep it in there, but you I, know. I could, yeah, I could do uh, an all-day seminar on most of these things, quite <laughs> frankly. But but uh, let's try to keep it uh, palatable. But uh, one of the uh, the things that we actually cover in our uh, webinar. Uh, or if it's a seminar. Hopefully we'll get back to seminars uh, one day. Uh, But it has to do with VA benefits. And the benefit we talk about is a long-term care benefit. And that benefit is called the improved pension. It's not a pension. It's actually a reimbursement for long-term care expenses. Uh, it's a very confusing thing, but it's it's a benefit program that can help veterans uh, or or veterans who are married with, with a loved one who uh, has a long-term care problem uh, or the widow or widower of a veteran uh, with long-term care issues. However, there's a limitation, a big one, and that is the veteran must have served during a war period. And those war periods are World War II, the Korean conflict, uh, Vietnam, uh, or our you know desert. Uh, so this war is finally coming to an end uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, but actually, ever since um, uh, you know, ever since we went into Iraq the first time, we have actually been in a war period in the desert. So it's been a long, long, long time. <laughs> so um, uh, in, in essence, the longest war in uh, U.S. history by far. Uh, but but the, the, the thing about it is, is that there is another VA benefit that is talked about a whole lot less, and there are very few elder law attorneys who actually understand the, uh, the second benefit, and it's not a war period veteran benefit. It's called in-service connected disability. Um, And so this is for any injury that occurs to veterans based on their military service, no matter when that service occurred. And so that's really important to understand. Uh, and, and the fact is, it's important because that type of benefit can offset or ap- ap- absolutely be more than the improved pension benefit for long-term care needs. So, for instance, if you're receiving you know, $2,500 in disability benefits from the VA, there's no reason to apply for uh, pension, improved pension benefits with aid and attendance because it'll offset, you won't get a nickel, uh, no matter if, even if you qualify, it won't happen. But there's some important aspects for my veterans out there that they need to understand. And of course, uh, disability benefits also, just like improved pension, are access to the medical, VA medical system, because most people don't realize that majority of veterans 
are not eligible for VA medical care. <laughs> okay, you have to fit into a certain category in order to um, uh, be able to uh, be into get into that system. Uh, but and of course, the VA medical system is the largest medical system in the world by far. And for the most part, the VA medical system is very, very good, and it's certainly good in this area. But uh, wh- so, what are some of the important aspects of uh, in-service connected disability? Well, first of all, if if you are disabled uh, through your military service, then you get a check every month, and that's it's also a tax-free check, which is mighty nice. Um, it's not necessarily a whole lot of money unless your disability uh, percentage is fairly high. But any disability rating gives you access to uh, the VA system. It gives you access to very inexpensive uh, um, medication uh, and uh, the ability to, to have care at very low cost. Now, uh, that's any percentage disability. However, and a lot of folks don't realize this, if you get pushed up to a 50% disability rating, that gives the veteran f- absolutely free medical care through the VA system for anything. I mean, there's no limitation on it. Free medical care. And and that also can include uh, appliances and, you know, whatever that might m- mean for the veteran. Um, now, so the, what I, the reason I want to talk about this for a few minutes is because if you're at the 70% disability rating level, that's really, really important for folks to understand because at 70% disability, that gives you some additional, very important options for seniors that most veterans do not know about. And the, the biggie is the fact that if you ever need nursing facility care, the VA has a contract in your county so that you can go to a nursing home locally. Now, most folks know that there are some state-run VA nursing homes. You know, we have one in the closest one to us is in Fayetteville. There's also one in Kinston. There's one in Salisbury, and there's one in Asheville. So we have four in North Carolina. And those are very uh, important facilities. They're very helpful. Uh, They're very inexpensive compared to their their private competition, if you will. Uh, And any veteran is eligible if they're sick to use those facilities, but most don't because of geography. In other words, it's an hour away from home or, or the like. So, But if you're 70% disabled, the VA will actually pay for your nursing care in your local community, uh, which is a very, very important benefit uh, for those who are rated that high. But there's another benefit that's even more important to most veterans because veterans are just like you and me. In fact, I'm a veteran too. But the fact is that none of us want to go to a nursing home. So is there something that that additional? And for someone who is 70% or above disabled, there is an additional benefit. 
And it's a, what's called a family caregiver benefit. And so, in essence, if your spouse is taking care of you, or your daughter, or your son, or your grandchild is taking care of you, if you're at 70%, then the VA has a family caregiver benefit where they will pay you up to an additional $2,800 a month to help keep you out of the nursing home. And of course, they'll pay for the nursing care if you have to go to the nursing home. So that extra $2,800 is huge for seniors um, uh, it, it, to help them stay at home. So, And again, it's tax-free. So the family caregiver benefit is very, very important for folks to know about. And then if you're at a 100% disability, then, of course, all of those benefits are still in, uh, there, and you get a, you know more money each month because the higher the rating, the bigger the monthly check. But the other thing that can be really important is the fact that if your spouse, if your spouse is married to you for 10 years while you're rated at 100%, then there is a spousal benefit upon your death. It's called DIC. Uh, not that, you know, the, the VA always uses really stupid words for what these uh, benefits are called. It's just like when they call the improved pension a pension. It's not a pension. It's a reimbursement. You know, it's, it's, it just confuses everybody. But, but spouses need to know that if they've been married to their veteran at 100% disability for 10 years, there's a DIC. And then there's and, – and that's a payment that – that varies, um, but I think the minimum is a little over fifteen hundred dollars a month. Again, tax free. So, you know that, and it can be much higher than that depending on circumstances. Uh, but that's an important benefit for folks to understand. And it, the VA is not going to write to you and say we owe you this. You need to apply so we can give it to you. You know, the VA is silent on all of these benefits and so the families have to know about them in order to apply for them and and get them and and I'm not saying this because we do this in my law practice typically we don't uh, handle these these type of claims we do handle the improved pension claims with aid and attendance or housebound but because there's nobody else out there that actually handles those properly but uh, you can get assistance for free uh, through the VA or through the, the ombudsman or through the North Carolina Division of Veterans Affairs or the Vet, or American Legion, Veterans of Foreign Wars. Um, you know, there's a lot of very capable uh, free assistance uh, for uh, disability claims. It's about knowing where to go and knowing about it ahead of time. If you have a family member or a loved one that is a veteran that might be able to benefit from some of these benefits that Bill is talking about, you might want to sign up for Bill's webinars happening on Wednesday, August 11th. It's free to attend, free to register. Just go to WGALaw.com and click on that seminars button. WGALaw.com or call 919 919- Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. 
This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can find more information about Bill as well as register for his free seminars slash webinars as they are currently in the form of webinars. You can uh, learn more about them at WGALaw.com. Bill has two webinars that he does, one on long-term care assistance, the other on asset protection and trust planning, WGALaw.com. Just click on that seminars button. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking about VA benefits, which, Bill, you do cover in your webinars. And in particular, we're talking about the in-service connected disability claims. And there's one specific aspect of that that you want to tackle here, Bill. Yeah, um, and it's and it's called the Agent Orange Settlement, and it only applies to Vietnam veterans. In other words, those veterans who served in-country or in or nearby, in other words, the coastal waters of Vietnam for Navy guys, uh, or it could be uh, Air Force folks that came in and out on airplanes or flew uh, the uh, bombers with Agent Orange uh, or the like. But the bottom line is is that for our Vietnam veterans who were in service, uh, I mean were in country, the Agent Orange settlement is extremely important, and and it won't surprise you to, for me to tell you. I, occasionally, I'll have a client who is clearly eligible for an Agent Orange settlement for in-service connected disability, and and that's like, no, I'm not going to apply. Don't you know? Don't care to. And you know that's up to you. But the fact is, what I want, I want you to know about it because. Um, Agent Orange uh, helps our Vietnam's veterans in a many in significant ways, and most of the f- folks who are eligible for the Agent Orange settlement get a fairly high disability rating, which can mean not only a, a help to you, but it can be a significant help to your family and to your spouse with access to care, tax-free income that can help you stay at home, which is where, where most of us want to be. But the thing about Agent Orange, it the maladies that we have, um, there are presumed to have been caused by Agent Orange. And there are a number of maladies that people would not even think about as potential Agent Orange maladies, like heart disease, diabetes, many forms of cancer. And, and what a lot of folks don't realize is that an, a lot of diseases get added to the list from year to year. And uh, I know there's been a few added just in the last year. So if you looked at the list three or four years ago, look again, because if your malady is on that list, you should apply for the Agent Orange in-service connected disability. Um uh, it it's um, uh, you do not have to prove causation. In in other words, if you have a a particular malady that's on the list, and you served in Vietnam and had any potential exposure to Agent Orange, then y- you uh, are eligible and should apply. Uh, it's cra- absolutely crazy not to apply. So I would encourage those veterans to apply for that benefit. And if you're denied, you need to appeal because remember that the VA is 
is Dr. No. They're, they, they are going to say no oftentimes when you first apply and you appeal, and then you'll win your appeal and, and uh, get uh, the, the benefit that you deserve. Now, uh, you know, uh, the other thing I want to talk about for briefly is the fact that there have been a number of major medical breakthroughs that I think are really important, some that are already FDA approved and some that could be on the horizon. Uh, and so if, you, if folks are not aware, there is a brand new Alzheimer's drug that has been approved by the FDA. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it has a lot of promise. I can't say it's going to make a huge difference, but I think it could. But it's not really available to most of us. But it's Biogen's new Aduhelm drug. Uh, the problem is it's pricey. Right now it's $56,000 for a year. Uh, don't know if that will be covered by insurance or not. But it's not a pill. It's an intravenous uh, therapy uh, uh, but it has been approved. There's some controversies about it, but apparently it's pretty good at slowing the progress of Alzheimer's. Um, and it's the first one that's been truly uh, effective at slowing progress in many patients. Now, clearly it doesn't work for everybody. And, and of course, it's so darn expensive, uh, it's like, well... Is it going to help you? I don't know. But it's out there. It's FDA approved, and, and that's uh, important for those who might have access to it. Uh, now, there's another one that I'm really excited about that's not approved and may not be approved for another five or ten years. But if uh, I would tell folks to keep on the lookout for CRISPR, and I think it's spelled C-R-I-S-P-R, but it's gene therapy. It's where doctors uh, can actually alter your genes. Now, there are some fairly significant ethical issues here as it relates to gene therapy, but there are so many potential positive outcomes with it that uh, it's it, and right now, it's it's probably going to be approved in Europe and other areas before it hits the United States, just because of the ethical issues involved. But it it has uh, some real promise for curing Parkinson's, uh, sickle cell anemia, you know, those some other issues like that, where by altering genes, it can basically offer a cure for folks who are suffering from debilitating uh, long-term uh, care diseases. And it's, it's like, from my perspective, I'm just praying that uh, this type of therapy, it holds so much promise. And I realize that it's not around the corner. It's five, 10 years away if we're lucky. But uh, I keep your keep, keep keep a watch out for it because it's it offers so much promise for so many not all diseases but it's it's going to be a biggie I, I think in terms of future medical care. Well, that's exciting to hear and something that I'm sure our listeners who have family members who 
uh, maybe suffering from those uh, ailments might really want to pay attention to and any development and uh, potential treatments in either of those categories is, is very well welcome. Well, we are going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is Bill's website. That's where you can go to find more information about him. You can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can also register for Bill's webinars happening on Wednesday, August 11th, covering the subjects of long-term care assistance, dealing with Medicaid and VA benefits, which we spoke about today, and also an afternoon session dealing with asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com is the place to go. Just click on that seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend Bill's webinars. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we've covered a number of topics, and we've got yet another one to get to Bill, we're uh, we're gonna go take a look at a, a potential bill in Congress. Well, I guess a, a bill in Congress that you're keeping your eye well, on. Absolutely, it's not a law. In fact, for uh, for those of us who think there's no hope for Congress, <laughs> you know, our Congress, our elected people that go to Washington, there might be a glimmer of hope, at least with one particular bill that might have a chance of going. Uh, and it's actually a bill, and this is a word that cannot be used very often, with bipartisan support. And, and what that means is both Republicans and Democrats are supporting this bill. Uh, now, so what is it? It is a bill to, and a bill means it's not law yet, it's just moving through Congress where, you know, where they make sausage and you never know what it's going to look like until it comes out the end. Uh, but uh, this is f uh, a bill to give a tax break, a tax credit for family caregivers. Okay. Now, it's, it's not, you know, uh, one of these... Um, bills that's going to give a, a huge break it's just going to be some break and what i what i know about the bill is is that there's it doesn't help you for the first two thousand dollars of aid that you give you know money that you're spending uh, on behalf of your family for long-term care issues and that's not a whole lot when it comes to long-term care but it doesn't do any help for the first two thousand and then it gives what I understand is a 30% tax credit. Now, a tax credit is is really good. That's better than a deduction, if you will. Uh, so a tax credit can be extremely helpful for those folks who are spending enormous amounts of money uh, on care. Uh, and the fact is, is that there are a lot of families who spend a tremendous amount on care and you and you and so the first thing i would tell folks is this is a bill where you should contact your congressman if you know who that is and you should contact your senator to ask them to support 
this bill. It's a wonderful bill because there's so many families who are struggling paying for for care. And, and you might say, well, I thought you could get on Medicaid. And the fact is, most families do not realize that there is a big hole in our safety net for long-term care issues. Number one, your health insurance does not cover long-term care expenses. Number two, Medicare, you know, which all seniors are on, does not cover long-term care expenses except for very limited time while you're in rehab after a hospitalization. So it's sort of like, okay, who's going to pay for somebody to take care of mom or dad? You know, who's going to and the fact is that most families are not eligible for Medicaid unless they need nursing facility care, and then most families need some assistance figuring out the rules in order to get on Medicaid. Particularly middle-class families uh, need some help, and that's one of the things that keeps us busy in our firm to helping families preserve their home, preserve their farm, preserve most of their money, uh, most of the nest egg, in order to uh, get the care they need. But what a lot of folks don't realize is that most of us are not eligible for long-term care expenses unless we're war period veterans, (laughs) you know. We're not potentially eligible uh, and we will never be eligible for um, for care at a, a a lower level of care. In other words, we don't need nursing care. We need assisted living, or we need home care, or we want home care. Uh, we're not going to get financial assistance because our income is just a little too high. But the fact is, is that there are tons and tons of people whose income is too high to receive any help from the government, but it's not high enough to pay for care, or not even close enough to pay for care. And so those are the folks who fall through the safety net because there's no help. Well, guess what? For those folks, and there's a ton of them, that's where the family has to come in and either take care of them personally or pay for that care. And that's why this is such a big issue. In fact, one of the reasons people need to come to our webinar every month is to figure out if they could be eligible for care. Because until you get to that higher level of care, most of us are not eligible. And it's very important for folks to know if they're not eligible for assistance. Uh, Now, once you get to nursing care, we can get most folks on Medicaid. But until then, most of us are on private pay. And so this would afford us a little bit of a tax credit, which would be a huge benefit to so many, many families. And of course, uh, there, uh, unfortunately, there are lots and lots of, of seniors who don't help us at all because th- they're not cooperative. You know, it's like I'm staying at home. You're not going to put me anywhere. And, and it's oftentimes those kind of attitudes that 
where the children end up uh, with the with the financial burden because there's no assistance for mom or dad who's been stubborn enough not to to uh, take advice on how to deal with these kinds of issues. So this tax credit can be uh, helpful. It's not law yet, but you can help by contacting your congressman and your senator uh, senators. We have two. Uh, and uh, ask for their support uh, for this particular tax credit for family caregivers. Um, and and it, it could be really helpful to folks. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed that that continues to progress. And boy, you mentioned the magic word, bipartisan. If that uh, is truly the case, then you know maybe we'll see something come through on the other end of the uh, the sausage factory that is Congress. Don't forget, Bill mentioned his webinars. If you want to register to attend the sessions happening on Wednesday, August 11th, as Bill said, it's it's almost as helpful to know if you're not eligible as is knowing if you are eligible and you can get plenty of free information by attending Bill's webinars. Go to WGALaw.com and click on that seminars button and be sure to register for the sessions happening on Wednesday, August 11th. WGALaw.com. Just click on that seminars button. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is Bill's website. If you want to find more information about him, Bill, do you have a parting shot for us today? Well, you know, a lot of folks know that I tell folks uh, that there's only two reasons for taking Social Security early. One is you're starving. You have no money. Uh, and the other is that you uh, are very sick. You don't expect to live to a normal uh, life expectancy. And uh, otherwise, you're wise to wait until at least full retirement age. And the good news is is that the percentages of people taking Social Security at the first eligible date, which for most people is 62, and that's typically a horrible mistake financially for most families, is that it's dropped. Uh, those numbers have dropped. Uh, to, from 1985 and 2019, it's fell from 62% for women to 34%, and from uh, uh, 64, from 52% for men to 31%. So that those are big drops. That means that people are listening. That's a good thing. But that still means a third of folks are taking Social Security at 62, and for them, that's really bad because that you know there can't be that high of a percentage of people who are starving or have a, a horrible health. <laughs> yeah, it's something that uh, if if you can afford it, as you said, or if you're not in any of those 
two categories, then holding off really can make a big difference for you. Well, if you found parts of this show very helpful for you, whether it has to do with the VA benefits that we discussed or uh, also the long-term care issue with cash, you may want to register for Bill's seminars happening on Wednesday, August 11th. Be sure to go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button. It's free to register free to attend wgalaw.com click on the seminars button or call 919-256-7000 919-256-7000 we are out of time for today but we hope you will join us again next weekend you've been listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander have a wonderful weekend <music>